You're listening to Spoken Bride, a podcast for Catholic brides and newlyweds chasing authentic love and divine romance. I'm your host, Andy Compton. I want to try something a little bit different. I know it's not always easy to sit down and read a blog post, so I want to bring the blog to you, wherever you're at right now. If you struggle with perfectionism or if you've ever felt just bombarded by images of the perfect wedding, of, of the perfect home, then this, this blog is for you. The only time I get to sneak a peek at traditional home magazine, my favorite, is while I wait for the dentist. I love getting to quietly flip through and see how different designers reinvent traditional homes with modern flair, juxtaposing things like wild fabrics with clean lines and classic design elements. But each of those photos only captures a moment in time. And it's so hard for me not to compare the constant chaos of my home to the sleek pictures in the magazine. When we moved into our first home, I was five months pregnant with our first daughter. It was quiet, just the two of us. I painted the bedrooms and organized our things at my normal 100 miles an hour pace. And then the baby came. And the majority of the house still only halfway painted and I got a huge reality check things were no longer going to happen as quickly as I wanted projects that used to take a couple of days stretched into two to three months more kids came and so did more stuff then that stuff had to go because it was cluttering our home the cycle just went on and on and on until one day nine years later I realized that our home is a place of transition It's not meant to be a picture-perfect snapshot all of the time. I was rooted in vanity and fear that no one would love me or want to spend time in my home if it didn't have the right kind of flooring, a separate playroom for the kids, or a backyard playset. And I had to ask God for forgiveness, forgive myself, and let it go. As our family grows and our children get older, I want our home to be a joyful, welcoming place where our friends and family can relax together. Here are the three ways that we're working towards a home that is not a picture-perfect snapshot, but feels comfortable to everyone. Buy less. As an avid shopper, this has been really difficult for me, but cutting down on the amount of physical items that come into our house has made a world of difference. Leave the item in your Amazon cart for a few days and see if you can live without it. Don't just shop because you have a coupon. Guilty. This one does get harder as children get added to the family because more people does mean more stuff, but clutter can still be minimized. Capsule wardrobes have helped us reduce the amount of clothing we need to one giant closet for six people. The clutter. Easier said than done, but I've noticed that when the house doesn't feel full of stuff, I feel more peaceful and not as worried about our home. In our house, what that looks like is sorting and getting rid of mail as soon as it comes, letting the kids keep a relatively small amount of toys and constantly getting rid of clothes that don't fit well and items we no longer use. And I'm serious about the constantly part. My bedroom always has a few boxes to sort things we no longer use into a donation box or bags for different friends who can use kid supplies. Buy high quality items. This goes along with buying less. In cutting down on purchases, we've also found buying higher quality products does make a difference. While it initially costs more, we spend less having to constantly replace items. For example, 
we invested in four quality knives when we got married. One decade and several at-home sharpening sessions later, they're still in excellent condition and we have no need to purchase any more. Your home and your family are constantly changing. Don't give in to the lie that having a picture-perfect life will bring you happiness. We have to rightly order people over things, practice detachment from material goods, and remember that our homes here on earth are not our eternal homes. And I'm right there alongside you, striving to fight these temptations every day. So when I wrote that article, we'd been married about nine, 10 years. Now we've been married 12 and a half, and we actually have another kid. And we have less stuff in our house now than we did probably two or three kids ago. It's kind of crazy, but I really truly use these principles. And I would even add to it, I used. When we do have to buy something, I generally look on Facebook, on Craigslist. Um, there's a couple good kid consignment stores nearby. I love to find stuff used so that nothing else has to get made for us. And yeah, I still, I still find myself falling into that trap of believing that people won't like me or want to come over because my house doesn't look right. Whatever this fake image is that I've, I've created in my head. But that's not what, that's not what God wants from us. I've been praying the litany of trust recently with all the pandemic stuff going on. And one of the things that we pray, deliver me, deliver me, Jesus, is like from the fear that I'm unlovable. And I think deep down all that vanity and fear just comes from a place where like I'm scared to be vulnerable and I'm scared that people will find me unlovable. And I try to mask it sometimes with buying the right dress, with buying the right shoes, with with having my home look a certain way. And I and I feel like there is there's a balance because hospitality is good. Welcoming people into our home is good. Beauty is good. And we can use all three of those things to make our house, our, our domestic church, into a place where people want to be. But we can also take it too far to, to when we're acting out of fear, out of vanity, just buying, 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 consuming, consuming, consuming without the right motives, you know? I think it's really important that we take the time, especially for, before big purchases and so much of a wedding and a new home and making your first home together, it's big purchases, really taking time to pray and discern about it. Why not invite God into our purchases? He's the Lord of everything. He wants to be with us in everything. Invite him in. This article was also a painful reminder for me of a time in my life when I used shopping to mask my fears. I was in a new place when we got married. We moved about an hour south from where I was living and I didn't know anybody. Like when I had my first daughter and I would get lonely, I'd go shop. I'd get bored, I'd go shop. I would get mad at my husband, I would go shop. I'd feel rejected, I'd go shop. And that was really unhealthy. And I'm actually glad this article reminds me of that time so that I can see how I have grown over the past several years in not doing that anymore. 
because it really, it really didn't serve us. It created the stress from the clutter. If, does that make sense? Like, like all the stuff that I was buying and bringing into the house, I then had to take care of. I had to organize. I had to clean. And it wasn't until I got rid of most of it that I even felt peace. Really, truly peace. And isn't that what we all want deep down in our hearts? We want. We want peace. We want the Prince of Peace in our hearts. We long for him. Ultimately, we're longing for our eternal home. And everything that we do on this earth needs to point to that. Well, I hope this blog post has given you something to think about. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here with me. There's thousands of wedding podcasts out there. I know. But you chose to be here with me. And I'm so grateful. I'd love for you to visit us at SpokenBride.com. And if you like what you hear, please share our podcast with a friend. God bless. Our home is a place of transition.